episode 61 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. Thanks for being here. Here on the podcast, we try to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that make up Wichita's important business community. One of those issues who will lead this state as governor for the next four years. We're trying to get each of the candidates for governor on the podcast before the August primary. We're coming down to it. We've heard from Democrats Josh Swati and Laura Kelly, Republican Ken Seltzer, and Independent Greg Orman. This time it's Wichita's former mayor, Democrat Carl Brewer. My conversation with Brewer in a moment. First, some details about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. We recognize the 2018 Healthcare Heroes this week. 39 people and organizations that are helping the community toward good health. We have profiles of all the healthcare heroes in the weekly edition. And you can see them at wichitabusinessjournal.com. This week's list, the Wichita Area Daycare Centers. They are ranked and they are on page four. We have some sales leads for you this week in our leads section. It includes the latest building permits, new corporations, real estate transactions, who owes back taxes, new lawsuits. This week it starts on page 44. Back with Democrat candidate for Governor Carl Brewer in a moment. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Carl Brewer served in the Kansas Army National Guard, worked in the aircraft industry for 32 years, and served as mayor of Wichita for two terms from 2007 to 2015. Brewer chose Chris Morrow, the former mayor of Gardner, to be his running mate. Carl Brewer, Democrat, running for governor. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Yes, thank you for inviting me and allowing me to be able to join you today. As you travel the state, as you have been traveling the state, you declared early on, uh, February of 2017, you declared you were running for governor. How do you describe yourself to potential voters? Well, I describe myself and, and also my running mate as, as common sense uh, common sense Democrats. I'm running on the Democratic ticket. But uh, certainly, I believe that I bring a wealth of experience. You know, I come from corporate America. I have addressed economic issues. I've addressed job issues, particularly when you, when you're mayor of the largest city. You also represent uh, all of the cities in the state of Kansas, and so all these issues that are affecting our communities, our families, and our economies, our infrastructure you get an opportunity to deal with them firsthand. And so I believe that that's one of the things that bring, makes a big difference out of me is that being that and then also serving as mayor and then serving in the military, uh, I'm the individual with, with the real true leadership experience and also you know, when certain policy issues are happen, it's not, I take the guesswork out of it because I've already experienced those unintended consequences. Right. What is your message for our listeners and readers, those men and women who lead small and medium-sized businesses? Well, now is a, is a really critical time. You're in the state of Kansas and, and also in the United States. Uh, there's some real challenges. As you know, we had to really push and really get some things with economic development. Uh, during my tenure as, uh, as mayor in 2008, when we went through the Great Recession that the country went into, but then you turn around and be working on being able to grow small businesses and, and teaching them about how to grow, whether it be exporting or importing their goods and things of that nature. 
but uh, but establishing relationships and it's going to require one of those things to to happen today with the tariffs that are actually going on uh, that the president is putting on uh, some countries and then some countries are putting them on us uh, we're in turmoil right now and I've already been to western Kansas and and the individuals in the agriculture, they're concerned about what's going on with beef, what's going on with wheat, and, uh, and their industry. So we need to have someone that's willing to, uh, to, so to, so to say, take this bull by the horn and can work to get our, our small businesses through that. And we've got to work on growing our small businesses and um, providing resources to help them to be able to grow. When tariffs are established at the federal level, how does a governor of a state – uh, sort of exert influence? How do they influence the people at the, uh, at the federal level to let them know that, hey, my folks back in Kansas may be, may be suffering under these tariffs and the trade policies? Well, certainly the governor should be paying close attention to what's going on at the federal level because whatever affects the federal level does affect our communities and the people that we actually are representing and taking care of. And so from that standpoint there, uh, one of the first things they should have done is, is contact our federal legislators and try to bring some common sense to these guys that, hey, if you do this, these are, this is going to affect families. This is going to affect the people that really support you, people that voted you in. It's going to destroy our industries. Kansas alone is just, you know, we're primarily based on agriculture, manufacturing, and property tax, and it's that three-legged stool. Well, with the tariffs that are in place, if the issue is metals, uh, certainly Wichita cannot withstand that. And that Wichita is one of the largest employers in the entire state of Kansas. And if they can't, they can't build and they can't sell, uh, it's going to create some real economic issues and uh, employment issues here in the state of Kansas. And then so you're talking about that and you take it a step farther, agriculture, uh, individuals are not buying our goods. That's another leg of our economic stool here in the state of Kansas. So that is really something that uh, that it's – it's a challenge, and I wish that they would they would at least speak up, but it doesn't appear that they're going to. Uh, they're getting politics and party ahead of what the real concerns are of the communities and the families that are here inside of our communities here in the state of Kansas. I want to go through some of the industries that are important to Kansas yes. and get your thoughts on those. Uh -huh. First, oil and gas. How how will you help the energy sector? We do see oil prices coming back a bit. They have come back in the last year or so. But how do you help those Kansas oil and gas producers? Well, in working with them, we bring them collectively together and we try to sit down and figure out, okay, where do you see yourself in the future? And and what can we do to be able to assist and be able to, to help you? But uh, And we provide them with all the experts that we possibly can. Oil and gas is very important. It's a, it's a very vital mineral that we, you know, it's a must-have. Mm -hmm. And today they're doing well. But we have seen periods of times when they were not doing well, and uh, a lot of individuals lost a lot of money over the years. Agriculture, we talked about the tariffs, that's one part of it, and uh, the North American Free Trade Agreement, and another example of what could be impacting uh, Kansas agriculture. Are there other things that uh, you would like to see done that would uh, help the, those ag producers in the state? Well, the ag producers in the state certainly, you know, talk to the federal level, but also, you know, and as governor, one of the things that I'd be willing to do, not that he's going to listen, but I'd be willing <laughs> to go talk to the president and and take the experts that we have here and let them get an opportunity to talk with him and say 
this is what's going on and this is how this is going to affect us because they're leaving families and these businesses and the ag, and the ag producers out there as if nobody's paying attention and everyone's focused on what's happening at the national level and it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing and we're not the only ones that, that are that way you know when I was on the uh, National League of Cities and the board of directors there we had issues like that and those are some of the things we had to go back and we had to we had to talk to them you know when I was when I was mayor and President Obama was here we talked about what was going on with the with the aviation industry mm -hmm. and certainly you know I went and I talked with him and Hey, I understand the issues that you guys have, but this is what I need you to focus on. Right. And oh, by the way, this is how it's affecting our communities and our families, our cities. And so if you're not going to do anything to us, don't do anything to us at all. Right. You're not going to help us. And so from that standpoint, I think it's, it's very important that we have the same conversation with this president. And, uh, and hopefully we can get him to... Uh, to understand, but it's about education, and we have to do that. It's particularly when we're talking about agriculture. I think we're the only ones that can produce. Uh, just in one of our cities alone, we produce approximately sixty-three thousand cattle in one year, and just in the city of Dodge City. So, there are a lot of things when decisions are made how it's all intertwined together. How's it been for the former Wichita mayor? to go out into western Kansas as you seek a statewide uh, office uh -huh. and meet with uh, farmers and ag producers who you may have not not gotten a chance to uh, meet before. Well, the first time I went out there, and, and I've been to western Kansas because I was president of the Kansas League of Municipalities, and so I'd go talk to mayors. But you never get really give any thought at that level. You're just out there, you're doing a job, and you're, you're working with them and finding out what their priorities are. But... Now, as I go as a gubernatorial candidate, wanting to be their governor, in my mind, they said, well, people in rural Kansas or western Kansas have no idea who you are. And so when I went out there, uh, I go into introduce myself or I go to a senior, oh, we know who you are. I'm like, really? And they say, oh, yeah, we watch you on the news all the time. We watch. <laughs> so I thought, oh, okay. Right. So uh, it hasn't been... It hasn't been bad. I've been well-received out there. I listen to them and get their views and their opinion on various different issues. And, uh, and by the time we're finished, then, you know, I asked them, I said, so you're asking for the exact same things that I'm asking for. You want those, that's your priority. You want education. You want health care. You want to grow an economy. You want infrastructure. You want to pay your fair share in taxes. That's all I want. Right. And so I asked them, so. I said, well, I'm a Democrat and you're a Republican. And so, but they just say, well, Democrats don't come out here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next industry. And we yes. talk about one that you're very familiar with, obviously, aviation, aerospace, manufacturing. How do we uh, keep supporting uh, that industry? Well, we've done a very good job in, in, uh, and they have done a good job in working with us. Uh, at the local level, but also at the state level, and we have to continue to work on those on those relationships. We have to continue to build those relationships and find out what is it that they would actually need. And you, so we certainly we have the Kansas Chamber of Commerce uh, that pay attention to it, but um, we've got to create an environment where we can bring each of them to the table and find out. What, what are you forecasting for the future? What are your needs? What do we need to ensure that you are successful? We cannot afford to have 
the uh, aviation industry crash and burn. We've seen this. I've experienced it when we, we had issues with sheet metal. Right. And we couldn't get aluminum and uh, various different metals. And so it created some problems. And I've also seen it during a period of time where you had all kinds of whitetails that are setting out on the ramp because they couldn't finish them. So we have to be smarter about that and, and engaging and maybe be more proactive as the same way with the agriculture. We've got to bring those individuals to the table, find out what their needs are, what their future forecasts are, and what type of skilled labor do they need. And we have to start connecting all these things with education and the other things that, are, that we have. Healthcare, obviously, very important to uh, the state of Kansas uh, for lots of different reasons. Wichita is a medical hub, uh, brings in a lot of people from western Kansas. Mm-hmm. But uh, healthcare, that issue for the state, uh, what, what are your hopes and what are your visions for healthcare as if you become governor? Well, healthcare is a, is a huge concern here in the state of Kansas. And we've gotten ourselves to a position where we don't necessarily provide health care and adequate health care for all of the citizens here, uh, even to include mental health care. And um, we have individuals that, that have mental health issues, but we incarcerate them. Or we have mental health issues, and we just, oh, well, until you get in trouble, we'll just let you sit on the side of the curb and and you push a shopping cart and be right. a homeless person. We have to be able to create an environment where everyone has an opportunity to have adequate health care and make sure that they can get And it. In a lot of cases, and I have seen cases as mayor where people that were established or the people that worked for aircraft industry or had their farms had one or two incidents uh, where they turned around, they had health care, and, but they lost everything that they own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we have, to, we have to do a better job of that. And so my, my plan is to make sure that every person has uh, adequate health care. And I, I certainly support expanded health care. And, um, and, and I think that it would have been beneficial to us uh, under the previous administration if he had not turned back the $2.7 billion. Uh, it could have taken care of a lot of people in health care, homeless and not only that, but the individuals with mental health and then the economic impact for the state of Kansas would have been phenomenal. But you're talking about Medicaid expansion, yes, right? Medicaid expansion, and that's something that you would go forward with if yes, you become governor. Yeah. So I think that's something that we actually need, and we have to we need to put that in place. Education, obviously, very important to the state as well. And uh, we just had the Gannon uh, ruling from the Kansas Supreme Court. And so uh, we're, we've got another year. If you become governor and you take office in January, uh, what's your direction? What is your direction for the state legislature as they move forward? Well, as you, as we have seen, I, as you, but I know that you, you've been here as long as I have, <laughs> right. is that we went through that particular survey and we started going with our businesses and what did we need to grow and, uh, and when businesses, new businesses are looking at coming to a particular community, they start looking at what is the education, what is the skilled workforce, what's the opportunity for future expansion for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and uh, is there a skilled workforce, a trained workforce in the pipeline adequate to keep me going? And it all starts with education. And uh, I know that they had an independent group that came out with a dollar figure of, I think it was like 1.7, 1.5 to $2 billion. But that was only to bring them up close to the threshold of breaking even. And, okay, they have everything. that The children have everything they need. 
and we don't have the issues with disgruntled teachers. They're, they're focused on teaching and not, not trying to go get a second job or mm-hmm. how they're going to get off and go get that second job. And so we have to make education a, a priority. And when you make education a priority, that means that you'll have that skilled workforce, you'll have the educated workforce, and that you'll have that future pipeline. That, in turn, will allow us to not have to make as much of a cash investment to bring a company here and pay them to come here because we don't meet your standards or we don't meet your requirements. Right. We meet them. And when we have that net resource, they will come on their own. So we have to make we have to invest in education. But one thing that I am always passionate about, and uh, you know, we we have proven success that the earlier we can start educating our children, the better off they're going to be. And so, creating an environment as we start as a future plan, diversifying our economy where we can actually give each child that early childhood development and get them educated and starting at three years of age. Very similar to the, uh, the TOPS formula. Right. You know, we've seen that, and we know that it's, it's, it works. Back on businesses, what do you see as the biggest obstacle to success for Kansas businesses? Obviously, we have a lot of businesses in Kansas that are successful, but there are some that are struggling. What's the biggest obstacle, you think, and, and how can you help them? The biggest obstacle, is, the biggest obstacle that they're having is, is trying to figure out how to grow and uh, and expansion you know what resources are actually out there as opposed to i mean we can we can let them pay to belong to a particular organization or they can invest them but if but if it's not truly helping them then we have to start doing something else i'm a big proponent of of, of putting together you know the secretary of of uh of uh the economic secretary for, for the state of Kansas, that's that department. That's their job to be more hands-on and helping these businesses. They should be inside. What do you need? What exactly do you need? And how can we help you? And if it's we're talking about export, then we have Kansas Global and a lot of other agencies. Let's bring experts in to be able to help them. But because it's a small investment for the return we'll get in ensuring that they are successful. But also looking at it, taking a step farther, if they start looking at exporting their goods to other countries, then that's certainly going to generate more revenue. It's our job to open the door for them. And if we can't, it doesn't matter whether our president or our congressman doesn't like this particular country. It's about this business and the businesses that those opportunities that we have there. And it's our job to go build these relationships and open the doors for them. Technology, obviously, is very important to access to high-speed Internet, not only in the cities, but also in those rural areas of the state as well. How can you help in that area? Well, as we certainly diversify the economy, we need to create an environment that will allow them to have it. If you start, you start looking at technology, no business is going to go to a rural community that does not have it. Right. That's that's. Just common sense, just like we know tomorrow's going to come. Yep. So the thing is, is we have to create an environment where we have that and where they have everything in those particular communities. One, once we do that, then businesses will grow, will move there. And the other thing is, is they're concerned about the brain drain that's been going on where the young people are moving away from those communities and they're coming to the areas that have that. Well, that gives them the opportunity to be able to stay there at home because why would I leave? I have the exact same thing that they may have in Wyandotte County, Johnson's, and 
Johnson County, Sedgwick County. I mean, when they have those things there, then they provide them that opportunity. But that also provides opportunities where individuals that may be living in larger cities will want to go to those particular communities. Right. Talk about uh, why you chose Chris Morrow as your uh, running mate. Chris Morrow. It wasn't because he was two inches taller than me. (laughs) And you're not short. (laughs) Yeah, the sad portion is, you know, I chose him and then we did it. And we've known each other from the Kansas League of Municipalities. And after I did it and I came, we came back here and my wife says, he's taller than you. And I'm like, really? He is? <laughs> I didn't realize that. Right. But I chose Chris because Chris has the same values that, that I have. Chris was a former mayor, a gardener, a successful, a very conservative community, very similar to the city of Wichita, only smaller, you know, significantly smaller. And so... He's done a very good job. He he actually was the mayor there during the worst recession. So he understands when it's difficult times how to get everybody to work together. And uh, and that's one of the things that I'm about is, you know, when it comes to taking care of our communities or taking care of our state or taking care of our cities, let's put our differences aside. It doesn't care. It doesn't matter what we feel or like or dislike. What is the right thing? And Chris is the person that's going to do the right thing for them. And uh, so, you know, I'll hear what he doesn't like, but he's going to do what is necessary for them. And that's that's the way I am. You know, when push comes to shove, we've got to figure out how to get people to come from whether they're Republican, Independent, or Democrat. Because I've had to learn that right. here in Wichita, the largest city in the state of Kansas. I've had to learn that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we've been very successful at it. And so... I chose Chris because of his commitment and his passion, and uh, and he was the right guy to do that. The Trump effect. Uh, what impact is the uh, Trump presidency going to have on the Kansas gubernatorial race, do you think? <laughs> well, I don't know at this point in time just how how it's going to be. I know that I keep anticipating that uh, that the president will be here in Kansas or in Wichita. I know that his son has been to Kansas City, and uh, he was supporting Kobach. And I know that uh, he's coming here uh, real soon. So, but you're going to get a lot of big names interacting into this into this campaign, and uh, so I don't really know how it's going to. I guess it depends on. What he does or says the day we wake up, uh, because it's always something new. Right. But um, but I think that you know it will have a certain amount of an impact. I think that you know with the person that they're looking at and who his family's endorsing, uh, I think it's uh, a tragedy here in the state of Kansas that we'd have that. And uh, because if if Chris actually win, and I say Chris Chris Kobach. Uh, I mean, I've never seen this much divisiveness. I've never seen the conversations that are going on are things that happened in the 60s here. And so, and somehow he doesn't see where he's wrong. And when you don't see where, when a person doesn't see where they're wrong, uh, they're extremely dangerous. And so somebody's got to be able to pull everyone together and assure them that you're going to be okay. And I think that's that's where I come in and that's where Chris the uh, my my running mate. That's where we come in, 
and uh, making sure that we can bring everybody together and um, that we won't split up families, we won't racial profile, we won't discriminate against you because of your color or what we think that you make because when you open that door, that door is open. Right. And that allows for somebody else's interpretation to go even farther. And so we've got to be able to manage that. So I think he'll have some of an impact, but, uh, you know, we're in the Midwest, and I know we're conservative, but I think we're, I believe a lot of people are more common sense like conservatives. Primary is coming up pretty soon. What is your biggest challenge as you uh, as you head toward that primary in August? More hours in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I need more hours in the day. Right. And uh, no, the biggest challenge that I see is making sure you get your message out. I'm more of a hands-on type individual. I know that we have social media and all these other different things, but I'm, I like to to go and to meet the individual and let the person get a chance to. To meet me, and uh, you know, I, I've never been on the speed dating thing, but I read about it, and that's kind of what you feel like: is you're in speed dating, and you're trying to get out there, you're trying to meet people, you're trying to talk to people, and give them an opportunity to find out who you are, uh, because a lot of them, you know, might be in Cedric County and in Western Kansas know who I am, but you take some of the other counties, they don't. I went to Weir, Kansas, and. Uh, I'd never even heard of this city, <laughs> and uh, and I had an opportunity. I had a wonderful time with them, and they said uh, the last time that they even had anybody there that even came through there was when we had the other uh, female governor, and other than that, nobody ever paid any attention, so mm. getting a chance to, to meet with them. But, you know, I was on the campaign trail, and I came in, and they had they were all there, and they were singing happy birthday, and I'm thinking, oh, I came in on her birthday party, and uh, I turn around and look, and there's nobody there, and, you know, it just, I mean, you had the bankers and the medical people, and, right. and they said, well, we just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. I didn't even know it was my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it was so your birthday. It was my birthday. Okay. So you got a lot of wonderful people, and the thing is, it's getting out there and meeting these people, and that's that's how you get an opportunity to feel what they're feeling and really truly hear what their concerns are because state legislators in politics they have a tendency to get it skewed they get their perspective and then whoever is contributing to their campaign's perspective and uh, and the thing is is that by going you get that opportunity to continue to find out what the true perspective is and what they really truly want which has caused me to even think even farther. I believe in uh, community advising committees and um, in, from the grassroots portion. And I think as governor, that's one of the things I want to continue doing is, one, have an advisory committee from the community that's not connected with legislation anyway. Is that way you can find out what their concerns are. But give those elected officials, those mayors, and those, those chairs, county chairs, that opportunity to have a one-on-one access to the governor's office and to me. That way I can hear what the true concerns are and what their issues are, and I can work with them. The legislators can go off and they can do whatever it is that they want to do, but (laughs) I can find out truly what their concerns are, what they're wanting to do, and work with them to help them to do that. Carl Brewer is the former mayor of Wichita, and he is a Democrat running for governor. Carl, thank you very much. The primary is on its way, and good luck the rest of the way.
Thank you. We're excited and we're enjoying it. And uh, I'm hoping that everyone go out and vote. And uh, we look forward to representing all the citizens in the state of Kansas. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. Again, we're doing our best to schedule each candidate for governor to join us on the podcast before the August primary. Coming up, Republicans Jim Barnett and Chris Kobach were still trying to get Governor Collier scheduled. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 61. Check out all the episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.